At the Army Reserve, we never forget we're only one part of your life. So you'll find we're pretty flexible. Yeah, look, I've done my ankle playing footy. I can't make it on Tuesday. But in our experience, once you start enjoying the fitness, social life, skills training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Um, I need a week off for exam study, but I'll keep up the running. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Look, I, I can't make it tomorrow night. I'll be away for work. OK, we'll see you next week. Army Reserve the part-time of your life. There are many benefits to becoming an Army Reserve Officer. I was thinking about applying to become an Army Reserve Officer. You'll start leadership training, gain a range of life skills and receive tax-free pay that won't affect your odds study. And you'll provide all the training I need. You'll also have the choice of around 20 different Army Reserve Officer jobs to choose from. Uh, so you can join the Reserves at any time. That's great. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Fantastic, I'll see you then. Army Reserve, the part-time of your life. Hello and welcome to the AIS Training Hall for this international friendly between Australia and New Zealand. Both teams out on the court were about set to get underway here. Australia versus New Zealand. We'll go through those teams in just a moment. Out on the floor, it is Randall, Bakovic, Phillips... Cox and Bevelacqua for Australia. Then it's Marino, Kerr, Wehrmeet, Purcell, Charmaine and Colleen Kingy. Australia get the ball down from Randall to uh, Phillips. Phillips then goes across to Bakovic. Bakovic brings the ball around the left-hand side to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua goes inside to Cox. Cox, a little hook shot up in the paint. Not picked up by, uh, not, uh, no score that time. And Purcell comes down with a rebound. Brings it down the court. On the right-hand side is Marino. She gets it back in the... Uh, Rotation there from Wehrmate. Goes back to Marino, then gives it off to Kirk. Her drives down the left lane. Kick out as she makes the drive. And the foul, a charging foul, has been called against Annika Kerr. So no score still here as we are just... Nine minutes and 29 seconds left in the first quarter. Bevelac were bringing the ball up to Phillips. Phillips looking around. Cox is in the corner. Randall gets herself free in the paint, but Bakovic was just outside the key, and the ball went to her. Randall fighting hard for the rebound, but it's not to be. And Purcell is off to the races, straight down the centre of the floor. And Purcell looking around now. Bounce pass to Kerr. Kerr goes right-hand side to Marino. Marino backs away from Bevelacqua, then takes her on, goes round the perimeter, gets it down to Purcell. Purcell pulls up baseline, left-hand side, over the top, gets it again to Charmaine Purcell that time, as it goes right side to Kerr. Kerr puts up an air ball, and it's over the baseline. It will be a, a Opal's ball. So it's in the front court once again. Phillips gets it off to Bakovic, then off to Cox. Cox over the top. Oh, finds Bakovic all by herself down on the baseline. She can't reverse the layup. And the uh, rebound cleaned up by Kerr. Kerr gives it immediately on to Shemaine Purcell, who hands it off then to the 14 of Wehrmate. Wehrmate goes right side back to Purcell. Screen was set that time by Kingy. Purcell used it for a moment, but Cox didn't get away from her. Then bounce pass inside to Kingy. The shot is rebounded off the glass. And Australia will have it back. Aaron Phillips quickly down the floor. Bevelacqua tries to take it all the way. She is fouled by Naomi. Where, mate? No, Carly Kingy was called for the foul there. 
And Bevilacqua will go to the line to shoot two. So Bevilacqua going to the line now. As she puts up the shot for the first. Makes the first as Bevilacqua goes and puts on the second. We welcome we welcome Bill Baxter to the call. And whilst I take this phone call, you're going to do the calling for me, mate. Bill, as Australia, once again, another defensive stop. It's 2-0 at the moment here at the AS Training Hall. I hope you can hear me okay, Craig. Uh, we have Rahani Cox dribbling in with the key, looking for an open Ellen Phillips. She banks it off for the Opals' first points. Uh, with 7.49 to go in the first, the Opals leading four to nothing. New Zealand pushing it up the court now. Kingy moves it across to Moreno, but Bevilacqua plays good defence on her and bashes the ball out of court. New Zealand to take it from the front court. Looking to run off some back streams. Underneath the basket is Michaela Cox, but she's cut off before Andrew Moreno takes it at the point. Bevilacqua playing hard defence against her as... The ball goes out to the 45, back into Kingy and under the basket. Oh, is a missed shot from Carlene Kingy right under the basket. The Opals 4, New Zealand nil as Erin Phillips brings it up court. Finds Rahani Cox in the corner. She dribbles baseline, banks it off, and Rahani Cox has her voice punts. The Opals now 6 to nothing. Uh, a lot of pressure by Tally Bevelacqua on the inbounds pass. It just misses it from Angela Reno, who runs down the court, finds Annika Kerr, and Annika Kerr can open the scoring for New Zealand with a short jump shot from the baseline. The Opals now advancing it. Batkovic trying to get open under the post, but Annika Kerr playing good defence on her. But Batkovic gets free and uses the left hand off the backboard for a good two points, using her body well there. New Zealand, again, Michaela Cox bringing it up the court, uses an Annika Kerr screen to get Erin Phillips a little off. Charming Purcell finds the open cutter, Kylie Kingy, it goes back out to Purcell. And some hard defence from Rohani Cox looked uh, to put Charmian Purcell into a bit of trouble there. Charmian Purcell called for the travel. Yeah, it's interesting the way the With six uh, minutes have just been able to put so many and six minutes and stops on already. There's uh, 6 minutes and 33 remaining in the first quarter. Uh, we're trying to get uh, a little bit more action on the offensive end here from the Opals. As Australia just working it around now. Inside to Randall, outside to Bakovic. Bakovic making a big presence for herself already and gets her first oh, uh, four points now for the game as Marino brings it back for New Zealand. Gets over half court as Richards watching her. Phillips now. Oh, and uh, just, well, careless hands there. Bill has seen the ball turned over as uh, Cox just losing control of the ball. Michaela Cox just losing the handle on it there. And we've got a substitution from the Opals. Erin Phillips going to the bench, as was Emma Randall and Rohani Cox. Samantha Richards now running the point for the Opals. She has Angela Marina on her, finds Emily McInerney, a new entry into the game, and also Michelle Brogan. Foul being called once again on the New Zealanders. They're starting to really rack them up, and it's the second personal foul. 
now on Carla Kingy. So Kingy, with two personal fouls, sending to the line. Now Sam Richards. In fact, no, Kathleen McLeod. I'm just blocked by uh, Shemaine Purcell there. But uh, anyway, Bill, it's uh, just amazing. The Australians getting off to such a, a good start defensively. And, uh, well, no doubt about it with... Uh, the, the lineup we've got here, it's uh, fantastic. The 11th point for the Opals, Kathleen McLeod putting in her second foul shot. Full court pressure from the Opals, but New Zealand is able to break it, find an open shooter in the corner. Uh, Natalie Purcell decides not to take it, goes out to Annika Kerr, she misses it, an offensive rebound for the Tall Ferns, but unfortunately for Claire Bodensteiner, the ball coming off her knee and going out of court. Claire Bodensteiner of Stanford University. Who, was grown, who grew up in the United States but was born in New Zealand and decided to become eligible to play for the what could be uh, an Olympic uh, entry into the team for her. Popular sub in there, Bill, as Abby Bishop comes to the floor, taking up position on the baseline. And, uh, well, just this time it's Michelle Brogan who gets fouled. So I think this foul, foul count, the fourth one now for New Zealand, is uh, a real worry for the tall ferns. It's a little bit early to have uh, that with a full five minutes, 20 to go. Sam Richards has an open jump shot, cannot make it count. Oh, under the key, Emily McInerney picking up the loose rebound and putting in the Opals 13 points. The Opals now 13. New Zealand just two with five minutes remaining in the first quarter. Some good pressure by Samantha Richards. At the ball coming up the court with Claire Bonesteiner on her. Charmian Purcell posting up Brogan, hands it off to Natalie Purcell and she's able to put down the jump shot. So Purcell's really uh, going to be an important part of this New Zealand Tall Ferns lineup because they are the tall part of the Tall Ferns. As once again Australia just keep racking up the points here and it's 13 to 5 as Kerr kicks it to the left hand side. Natalie Purcell now goes back to the centre of the arc. Cox goes inside to Kerr. Foul called on Abby Bishop and that will be a shooting foul. Bishop to go to the line. Uh, sorry, it won't be Bishop. It will send Kerr to the line. Of course, Annika Kerr had some great battles here in the nation's capital with one Lauren Jackson. Jackson not in the lineup, Bill, but will be back in time for the Olympics. Uh, all going well health-wise. She's fulfilling that contract of hers at uh, Ek, uh, no, uh, Spartak in Russia, uh, one of the premier clubs. They'll be playing in the final four of the EuroLeague as we're back on court now. Some good pressure from New Zealand, but Kathleen McLeod's able to find Emily McInerney going to the basket, but she pushes the pass and it goes out of bounds. 13 points to 7. The Australian Defence Force Opals leading. Four minutes and 21 seconds remaining in the first quarter. As New Zealand working out of defence now, another change there as we get to see Bodenstein bringing the ball over the front half. Richards there just uh, keeping her so honest. As McLeod on the right-hand side is watching Cox, goes back to Kerr, then back off to the left-hand side to Bodenstein. Bodenstein trying to get to the baseline to Kerr. Bodies flying on the floor and it will be the Opals. The defence force Opals bring it down the left wing. Opals now, oh, trying to get the layup, but slapped away by Kerr, fighting for it, down hard. Cameron, well, is able to control the ball enough, kicks it outside to uh, Natalie Purcell, and Purcell makes a big three-point shot, 13-10. to 10. 
Yeah, they're coming back here, New Zealand. After uh, quite a big deficit, there are just a couple more stops here and they could be level. Brogan taking it with the left hand inside. She is fouled and they'll make her earn it at the line. Number seven, Michaela Cox called for the blocking foul. Well, the foul rate that uh, New Zealand was racking up in that first uh, five minutes when they got to four team fouls so quickly was a real concern for coach Mike McHugh. Yes, it uh, seems as if uh, Susie Bakovich may have been a little too physical down there for them and uh, they were forced to foul as a result. Brogan missing the first of two. And that is a real worry because the Australians have not been shooting well from the line so far. As we look at the stats, and uh, well, just showing 75% uh, the Australians at the free throw line. 13 to 10 now, as Brogan ended up missing both those free throws. Purcell, Natalie Purcell, putting up a, a big air ball. Purcell on six points for the game. Kerr on four for the Torferns. For the Australians, it's Susie Bakovich with four, the leading scorer, but already they have racked up a number of scorers. Almost uh, every player on the floor has scored as McInerney gets the ball down to Kathleen McLeod to former Dandenong teammates in the defence job. Opal's body suits at the moment. Brogan stealing the ball, just ripping it out of the hands of... Uh, the Torferns now goes outside to McLeod, back inside to Brogan, and the foul will be called, I think, on Annika Kerr. Two minutes 44 remaining in the first quarter, and New Zealand is having a substitute. Lisa Pardon coming on for Claire Bodensteiner. Claire Bodensteiner unable to score uh, after she had come on, but good for the coach to have a good look at her uh, first time here in international colours. Well, as Mike McHugh has said to, to us before the game, it is a... Uh, it's not the win or lose, it's just how they go about their sets, getting familiar together and uh, working as a team. Most of these girls in the New Zealand team have been playing in the Australian Defence Force Opals, uh, the Australian Defence Force Women's National Basketball League all season. They would know these players, uh, bar Susie Bakovic, that they're playing against, so they shouldn't be intimidated. Yes, Purcell, Natalie Purcell goes to Marino now. They're on the right wing. Then back to the centre, gives it to Jody Cameron. Shot doesn't fall and Abby Bishop does the rebounding. Kicks it the right side now to Kathleen McLeod over the top. Rogan breaking down in the centre. Can't put it in. Bishop can't get the put in as well. And Natalie Purcell carries it away. Kicks it on to Cameron. Cameron goes right side to Marino who works around. Richard's not letting her get away at all. Then it goes... Just holding up the play as Annika Kerr sets it up again. Marino goes left side. Richards not letting it get away. Then back to Kerr. Hand off. Now into the hands of Lisa Pardon. Pardon stops up. But again, this defence well, this defense is just being ferocious by the uh, Australian Defence Force Opals. And as the timeout gets called, I'm surprised it's taken this long for Mike McHugh to pull the ripcord. I guess he wanted to see how they would play and, and they've done quite well. They're only down five with 1.53 remaining in the first period. Uh, the Opals have come together more on defence than anything else, but when you have a squad like this and they have to gel together, it's no wonder that you would see a low-scoring quarter like this with defence being prominent. Mm. The worrying thing, as I said before, though, is the Australians aren't making uh, all their opportunities from 
the free throw line as we look at the uh, well some of the uh, box scores only you know 63% of the field at the moment they're shooting 42 from from the uh, field in general play Bill and that is a, a real concern because there, there have been a lot of opportunities that have just gone to waste just shooting 5 of 12 from the floor and you imagine that uh, at least half a dozen of those ones that were from less than two feet away just not able to get the roll and the score could be a lot wider than it is right now a few substitutions uh, it looks like Bishop on court we've got a new backcourt combination of Aaron Phillips and Tully Bevelacqua both world champion Australian Defence Force Opals and we'll see how they go with two minutes remaining in the quarter as Bevelacqua now gives it off to her Capitals teammate in Abby Bishop. Abby Bishop drives down and knocks uh, Annika Kerr to the ground and is called for the charging foul. There's uh, no love, love lost between any of the Canberra Capitals and Annika Kerr. No, that's certainly right. Uh, she went down there, just used her elbow to just push her off to give a bit of space, but the referee's right on it. Angela Marino trying to drive down the court has caught Tully Bevelacqua uh, having a bit too heavy-handed on the defence there. And a holding call. New Zealand, with a minute 36 to go in the quarter, will inbound the ball via Natalie Purcell. She finds the high cutter, Jodie Cameron, dishes it off to Purcell on the 45. Annika Kerr goes to work against Abby Bishop, and she's able to put the two points in. Uh, now only three points separating the two teams. Zarin Phillips looks for Abby Bishop on the break, but the ball goes off her fingertips and out of bounds. A chance on this possession for the New Zealand Tall Ferns to tie it up with 1 minute 18 seconds to go in the first period. Angela Marino being harassed by Tully Bevelacqua. Great defence, but it's a little too tough as the foul is called on Tully Bevelacqua. Her second foul in just one minute. Girls using a chance to get a bit of oxygen in the lungs as Purcell inbounds to a low cutter on the baseline. Goes back out high. Jodie Cameron back onto the 45 to Purcell. Cameron at the top. Swings it over to Marino on the far side. She finds Kerr down low. Has a good shot. But it rims out. Off the rebound. The ball off Kerr and out of bounds. One minute remaining in the first quarter. Bevel Aqua advancing the ball. Looking for Abby Bishop in the post. Rohani Cox on the 45. Finds Tully Bevel Aqua in the corner. She looks to shoot for a three-pointer. Decides to drive right instead. Finds Aaron Phillips at the top of the key. Aaron Phillips, a couple of dribbles. Finds Rahani Cox on the right-hand side. Rahani Cox looks at the basket and drops a three-pointer with 37 seconds to go. Crucial. 18-12 now the lead to the Australian Defence Force Opals. Angela Marino with 30 seconds left, controlling the ball on the top left elbow. She's looking for some movement amongst her players. They're all rather still right now. She's forced to drive right down to the baseline and the defence catches up with her. Australia now with the ball. Aaron Phillips and she's lost control of the dribble in the backcourt. Not very often you see uh, Phillips doing that sort of stuff with 15.8 seconds to go. So I guess it's an opportunity now that uh, New Zealand will well want to take uh, advantage of. 18 to 12, inbound ball goes to Marino. Oh, just tries to wrong foot Tally Bevelacqua, then puts up the shot over the top of her, but Cox is there to bring it down. Bounce pass, oh, it was let go too early by Cox, and that made an easy opportunity for the Torferns to be able to chop it off on the buzzer at quarter time. Kerr was fouled, and that is going to send her to the line. 
I believe that was Tully Bevelacqua's third foul in these last few minutes of the first quarter. She's really been going hard. And considering the uh, management issues that uh, Jan Sterling's got to have with the, uh, the Opal side, it is interesting because you think uh, Tully would be trying to uh, make sure she stays in the rotation for as long as possible. Absolutely, and she's a world champion. She has the talent to be there. Uh, but with her third foul having to go to the bench right now, she won't be too happy with that. But Annika Kerr completing the second shot from the line, and that's it for the end of the first quarter. 18-13 to 13 here at the AS Training Hall as we take a break here. Halftime as Opals versus New Zealand here in this international friendly on sportradio.com.au and the WNBL. Throughout history, the Army has risen to the challenges that have confronted us under a rising sun. Whatever the challenge, whatever the adversity, whatever the need, whatever the commitment, and whatever challenge lies ahead, if you want to make a difference, challenge yourself and rise. Call 13 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. The Army. Challenge yourself. At the Army Reserve, we never forget we're only one part of your life, so you'll find we're pretty flexible. Yeah, look, I've done my ankle playing footy. I can't make it on Tuesday. But in our experience, once you start enjoying the fitness, social life, skills training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Um, look, I need a week off for exam study, but I'll keep up the running. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Look, I can't make it tomorrow night. I'll be away for work. OK, we'll see you next week. Army Reserve the part-time of your life. There are many benefits to becoming an Army Reserve Officer. I was thinking about applying to become an Army Reserve Officer. You'll start leadership training, gain a range of life skills and receive tax-free pay that won't affect your old study. And you'll provide all the training I need. You'll also have the choice of around 20 different Army Reserve Officer jobs to choose from. Uh, so you can join the Reserve at any time. That's great. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Fantastic, I'll see you there. Army Reserve, the part-time of your life. At the Army Reserve, Tuesday nights give you the chance to have a go at a heap of different activities. Adventure training next week sounds fantastic. You'll learn a bunch of new skills and get your hands on some pretty impressive and unique equipment. Uh, we learn to strip down machine guns. And once you've got involved in the fitness, social life, training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Yeah, we're organising the next exercise interstate. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. So I'll catch you for pizza up weapons training. Army Reserve. The part-time of your life. Right now, the Australian Navy is looking for people with passes in year 10 English, Maths and Science to become electronic technicians. After training, you'll be paid over $55,800 a year when at sea and become an expert in fixing everything from radars to weapons to... Hang on, hang on a second. Underway here in the second quarter as we bring you this international friendly between the Opals and the... Opals and the New Zealand Torferns. Opals ha having first use of the ball. Marino with a big three-point attempt tries to jack that one up but not able to do so. And it will be, well, touched off the Opals. So over the baseline as Kayla Francis comes into the lineup now. Inbound pass for the Torferns there. Getting the ball. Well, trying to get it through hands and start making the setups as the... Eventually, Marino will get the ball. 
as uh, well Foley called on a personal foul there as the ball went down to the baseline in the hands and uh, well will be another opportunity for New Zealand now on the first team foul for the Opals in this quarter as Purcell, Natalie uh, sorry Charmaine Purcell that time gets the ball eventually out of the heavy traffic to Marino. Nine seconds left on the shot clock. The ball gets back again to Edmondson. Edmondson pushes it left side as it gets down. Wehrman tries to drive into the paint. Eventually the ball is tapped back to... Uh, Carlene Kingy. Yes, it gets tapped by uh, Charmaine Purcell as it was uh, off the backboard only, not the ring. Didn't reset the shot clock. Cox takes it in but can't put up the shot. Edmondson will send her to the line. Cox doing a lot to try and get involved. Good energy. Uh, she's hit that three-pointer at the end of the third quarter. Going through a good spell right now. As Foley inbounds the ball to Phillips. Sent on to Cox. Randall is on the other side, but Francis was on the left lane. Just takes a step. Puts up the shot. Doesn't hit. Doesn't go in. Hits the back of the iron. Foley cleans up on the baseline. Goes out and gives it to Phillips. Around the perimeter again. Randall. Cox inside. And again, Edmondson gets a second personal foul in quick succession. Cox using her body well there. Took a hit on the shoulder, but able to finish and she'll have a chance to make it a three-point play. Well, uh, frustrating for Edmondson there, wasn't it? She just uh, could not get herself into position quickly enough. As Cox turns it into that three-point play, it's 20 points to 15, 8 minutes and 31. 21, just the score tipping over there. Oh, thank you. They were a little slow on it, weren't they? Yes, Kingy now goes to Edmondson. Edmondson and Kingy almost side by side in no man's land at the centre of the court. Right side now is Charmaine Purcell. Dumps over the top to Kingy on the right elbow and she makes it and that will be Kingy's fourth point of the game. Aaron Phillips, bounce pass outside to Foley. Foley goes back to Phillips in the corner. Back inside the two Adelaide queer lightning teammates working together. The shot doesn't fall. Randall goes for the rebound, but eventually it's wrestled away. And New Zealand bring it back down the floor. 7.56 as Marino sets up on the right-hand side. Goes round through hands. Kingy then gets it off eventually to Charmaine Purcell on the left 45. In fact, it wasn't Charmaine Purcell. It was Noni Wehrmate. Wehrmate eventually kicks it to Edmondson on the right-hand elbow and she makes the shot and finally gets uh, some think to smile about after all the fouls she has racked up. Inside now, goes to Randall on the baseline, kicks it back out to Foley, then around to Cox. Cox hits the iron. Randall jumps early on the rebound, but still able to keep the ball in play. Gets it back to Phillips, who dances around in the paint. Then the fadeaway, Jay, in front of Marino, doesn't fall, but Marino gets a piece of arm, and the foul has been called on Angela Marino. Two heartbreaking offensive rebounds there for the New Zealand coach. A stop there and a score would have put them level with 7.19 to go in the second, but instead it's Aaron Phillips at the line, usually very trustworthy at the stripe. Yes, Phillips. Well, so far in this game, though, in her first few trips to the line, she has not... Well, I thought she went to the line earlier and missed one from two, but no, in fact, that was not her. She makes the first of her 
two. Second one rattles away. Francis does the clean-up, goes immediately, gives it to Phillips. Francis trying to take position on the left lane. Now gets called off to provide a screen. But Phillips just stalled on the screen, goes outside, gives it to Cox. Cox's shot again rattles off the iron, and it's off to the races. Now for New Zealand into the hands that time of Susie Bates, who pulls up in the baseline, kicks it back to Natalie Purcell. Shot doesn't drop from the three-point arc. And a whistle on the play as it lands out of bounds. Out of bounds, and it looks like Charmaine Purcell called on the foul. So the team fouls racking up here, Bill. Four already for New Zealand. Same as last quarter, problem again. 6:46 left to go in the quarter is the bigger worry, in fact. As Cox now kicks it back to. Randall, Randall goes back now, Cox, then to Foley, tries to bank it in, doesn't fall, eventually King, he does the clean up, kicks it down to Bates, Bates goes left hand side to Wehrmate, Wehrmate forward, backwards, just not sure where to go next, has to go outside to Kingy again, Kingy back to Wehrmate, Wehrmate takes on Francis down on the lane, and I thought Francis, well, she had an armbar there, but uh, it was enough contact to, well, call the pushing foul. So the armbar was a bit mobile in the eyes of, uh, well, Kelly Knight, referee Kelly Knight. She did well there to stay in front of the smaller Noni. Is it Waramate or Wehrmate? I'm, 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 I'm not going, sure. Well, Waramate might sound a bit better. We might try that for the rest of the game. Waramate. Like. Waramate. Noni Waramate. She's playing well. Yeah, because... It's on the on the paper. It says where mates, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. Waramate. W h a r e m a t e. Yeah. Uh, our New Zealand listeners can. We'd be cringing through that message. first quarter. Yes, uh, I apologise, but <laughs> hello to all of our New Zealand listeners. We hope you're enjoying the Australian Defence Force Opals up against the New Zealand Tall Ferns here from the AIS Training Hall, live on wmbl.com.au. Well, part of the sport radio team here bringing you the broadcast along with Bill Baxter. And, uh, well, we'll see. As this timeout's completed, the the biggest worry, I think, for uh, Jan Sterling throughout this has just been the number of fouls the Aussies have racked up. And particularly someone like Kelly Bevelacqua, who racked them up all late in that quarter. You don't expect that from experienced international players. No, and disappointing too, because I'm sure she wanted to have a good long look at her as opposed to a short, managed look. Ball inbound now. The Torferns all almost throw it away, doing well to keep the ball under control. That time was Natalie Purcell. She goes left side, gets it into the hands of Bates, who goes back into the hands of Charmaine Purcell. Shot goes up, but it doesn't fall. Phillips cleans up. McInerney, who's come into the game just on that timeout, tried to get it to Bakovic, but it wasn't clean enough. And uh, Waramate brings it back down the floor, gives it off to Charmaine Purcell. Bang, pulls up a big... Long-range two-point attempt from the left-hand 45. That was a nice assist. We should keep calling her that, I think, until she does something wrong. She, she got in front of uh, Susie Bakovich on an inbounds pass and disrupted it too, so a good little passage. Phillips now goes over the top, tries to get it inside. Uh, Abby Bishop had the ball reefed out of her. Eventually goes back to Phillips, and Phillips knocks down. I thought she had a foot on the arc. 24 plays 21 here, 5 minutes 21 left to go in the half. As Kingy goes down to Shemaine Purcell. Oh, the ball was an air ball. It came off Gabby Bishop, though. And whilst they're trying to claim 
that uh, Natalie Purcell had the last touch on it. The referees are having none of it, and it will be a baseline ball for the New Zealand Tall Ferns. Abby didn't believe it, but you know the players, they never do. No, that's right. There's a long-range shot jacked up that time by Cox. Doesn't fall, and it will be McInerney who does the clean-up now. Gee, such a good, strong defensive side, but would like to see the Aussies opening up a bit more as Natalie Purcell throws Abby Bishop to the ground. And, uh, in fact, uh, that was Charmaine Purcell. Too many Purcells in this team for mine. Plus, we've got Brendan on the microphone here at the AIS Training Hall, the ground announcer for the AIS WNBL, uh, ADF WNBL team. And sometimes partly writer for the WNBL.com, camera, NITCP, head coach, got all a few around jobs. good guy. Yeah. Zaren Phillips checks out, the ga- out of the game. And Sam Richards comes back in. Abby Bishops just puts that to the right of the ring. And it doesn't fall. 24-21. New Zealand still hanging in there. It's 25-21 now at the five-minute mark of the second term. Jody Cameron coming in for Charmy Purcell. As Kerr goes in, inbounds the ball that time to Cox. Cox will get it back. Purcell... Uh, sorry, uh, Kerr left a vacant on a double team there. And now McInerney gets the block on the pass from Cameron. And the Opals bring it back down the court. Cox goes to Bakovic. Bakovic kicks it outside to McInerney. McInerney backs to Bakovic now. Again, as she drives baseline, kicks it outside to Richards. Richards just drives into traffic and puts up a shot. And unfortunately, Bishop couldn't do the rebounding. Oh, but it has come the... Opal's way. So as New Zealand were taking off down the floor, it is going to be Opal's ball. McInerney to inbound it. Breaking away, Sam Richards cuts baseline. That gives Cox a chance to come round the arc behind her. Bounce pass to Bakovic on the right-hand lane. She steps into the paint. It's fouled by Kerr. And Kerr, well, she's racking up her second foul only. She's had a few against her, though, and no love lost between that New Zealander and the Aussies. She's a great player. She's a warrior. It's good to see her still in the New Zealand uh, colours as they go towards the Olympic uh, the trials. No, they're straight in now, of course. They're it's in the FIBA Oceania runners-up. Yep. They have qualified uh, to go to the Olympics, and this is part of their preparation. And begins. Australia, of course, being the reigning world champion, gets the automatic bid into the tournament, as does the host nation, China. Everybody else has to fight it out. As Bakovic makes the one from two, and it's 26-21, but the scoring's coming from the free throw line, not from play. That time, the ball over the top that time from Cameron, just out of the reach of Bodensteiner, and that will mean the Tall Ferns have turned it over once again. Four minutes 15 left as McInerney gets it on the 45, right-hand side has got Natalie Purcell in front of her oh Purcell launched herself at her that got her an opportunity to go to Sam Richards Richards dumps it off as she was knocked to the ground to Bakovic Bakovic can't put it in though, Bishop does the rebound he kicks it out immediately to Kathleen McLeod who's come into the lineup for the Opals, McLeod goes back to McInerney, gives it off to Bishop and the ref has made the call have to see, it's gone against Kerr once again Kerr on the body, I think, there. Uh, Just trying to keep the larger 
Susie Bankovic off the, off the block. Uh, Susie able to use the size and Kerr called for the foul. New Zealand calling for a timeout here with 3 minutes and 49 seconds left to go in the first half. This is the international friendly Australia versus New Zealand from the AIS um, from the AIS training hall brought to you by the Australian Defence Force. You know, New Zealand would have to be ecstatic with that scoreline, wouldn't they? Uh, so many close shots from Australia. If they went down, they could be up by at least 12, maybe more points. But now with the score at Australia 26, New Zealand 21, with 3.49 to go before the half, they're a real shot here to go into the lead. Well. At the Reserve, Tuesday night to give you the chance to have a go at a heap of different activities. Adventure training next week. Sounds fantastic. You'll learn a bunch of new skills and get your hands on some pretty impressive and unique equipment. Uh, we learn to strip down machine guns. And once you've got involved in the fitness, social life, training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Yeah, we're organising the next exercise interstate. Call 131901 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Here we are at the AS Training Hall with... Opals versus New Zealand, the ADF Opals, world champions as you mentioned, and uh, well, it is Susie Bakovic at the line, making her first. A two-time Olympian, Susie Bakovic, uh, Jan Sterling, the head coach, coach, absolutely ecstatic to have her back in the side, hopefully. Shooting only 50% from the line as she's now two from four. Richards outside as the Aussies get the rebound. Bakovic tries to bank it in. Oh, McInerney absolutely electric off the boards that time. Goes to the ground and has managed to uh, secure the ball for the Opals. She'll get it from the baseline right-hand side now. As McInerney goes to uh, McClay. Kathleen McLeod coming off the... Uh, screen the there that knocked down a good jump shot. Coming off the bench this afternoon and uh, is really relishing her minutes as, uh, well, there's going to be a few changes between this team and tomorrow's team as well. Working around hard with the uh, dribble was Cox eventually getting it to Kingy. Kingy was caught right under the basket, but unfortunately Abby Bishop went after the ball, couldn't control it, and it's over the baseline. I think maybe you'll get a, a block credited there to... Uh, Susie Bakovic, I think, before it went out of bounds. So. As the inbound ball that time, trying to get it back in from Bodensteiner. Oh, but Bakovic again, just managing to uh, stop that ball going any further for New Zealand. But the alley-oop play that was on didn't get converted by Bakovic. She goes to ground, though, fights for a back, and Sam Richards finally gets the first field goal for, I think, about four minutes now. Double-digit lead for Australia, 31-21, to 21, 2 minutes 47 out from the half. Michaela Cox just bringing the ball into the front half. Richards giving her no space. Kingy being watched by Bakovic, then goes right-hand side back to Cox. Cox working around the arc, then tries to get a screen from Kingy. Tried to kick it to Natalie Purcell, but McInerney too smart for that. Kicks it on to Richards immediately. McLeod inside to Bishop and... In the end, the arm going in from Claire Bodensteiner will see her called for her second personal foul. Do you know much about Claire Bodensteiner? You're going to tell me. No, I don't know too much. I believe she was, you know, Stanford University, but, uh, you know, they're still going well into the NCAA tournament, so I'm not quite sure of her status, but uh, I know that she's new to the fold, uh, has lived most of her life in the United States, and they must be very happy to have her uh, in New Zealand. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting... 
An interesting background there. Bishop adds to the tally. It's 33-21 and subs out immediately as Michelle Brogan comes back into the lineup. So ball back into play. Cameron Kingy gets it off to Bodensteiner, then back through the hands. Kingy in forward again to Cameron into Marino. Marino tries to drag up a three from the right-hand side. Doesn't fall and Cox does the clean-up. Bakovic now bringing it down the floor. Tries to go down the lane to Brogan. And it's punched away by the Tall Ferns over the baseline and the Opals will have it back. Brogan in the uh, 15 bodysuit here for this tournament. Inbound ball to Bakovic. Couldn't get the put in. Phillips fighting for it on the ground and we've got a foul and I think it's going to go against Michaela Cox. Another no, it's clear Bodensteiner. I missed the call on that one. Team fouls now, running at uh, for the quarter, about eight. It's been Two, physical four, down there, hasn't six, it? Yeah, it's eight, maybe nine team fouls this quarter, so it has been a uh, a huge one for the refs. Erin Phillips ended up getting fouled there. How did that happen? Well, she was the one lying on the ground. <laughs> Phillips. Moves the score along to 35 21, as on more shoddy passes there. Pardon had to do well to try and get it back. Kingy now gets it, hands it off to Marino. Marino working around, goes to Purcell. Purcell gets it back into the hands of Cameron, then off into Pardon. Pardon drives down the baseline on the elbow, puts the shot through. The shot is going to count and Pardon will go to the line. Foul. Key, key basket, and if she can get that third point... Uh, at the line, that'll keep New Zealand in touch. It was down to just a two or three point game there uh, when they had 21 points now. Uh, and, and Australia now 35 and New Zealand 24, so some key points. As they don't make the bonus, Rani Cox getting her first personal foul. Brogan gets it to McLeod in the front court now. McLeod just uh, caught on the pivot foot after she dropped off the dribble. Brogan handed it back to her. She wasn't ready for it. Now Erin Phillips just starting to marshal the troops. Goes to Bakovic. The shot clock running out with four seconds left to go. Kingy has, well, got the body in the way of Bakovic who is just forcing up a shot. And it will be Kingy going to the line. The third personal foul now on Shemaine Purcell. And that will also see a sub being called as Cameron sits down. And I think Natalie Purcell just went back out there for her. So one minute and 20 seconds left to the half. The Australian Defence Force Opals up against the New Zealand Tall Ferns here at the AS Training Hall. The Australian Defence Force friendly here. We'll continue tomorrow on sportradio.com.au. So we'll hope you'll join us for our tape-delayed coverage of that one. As Susie Bakovic makes the one, one of the two free throws. And Kingy subs out now and it will be Cameron back in. So obviously Mike McHugh had said all he needed to say and then got her back into the game. Double teamed is Cameron. Eventually gets out, gives it to Shemaine Purcell, goes long to the baseline, gives it to Pardon. Pardon goes to Marino, then back round the arc. Two, eventually gets to Natalie Purcell. She jacks up a three-point shot. It's Bakovic.
goes to Phillips. Phillips then gives it to uh, McLeod. McLeod straight back to Phillips. Phillips backs away and she tries to set up once again. Pardon giving her no room at all. Cox then around the arc to McLeod. Eight seconds on the shot clock. McLeod bounce pass down to Phillips. Phillips jacks up a, uh, a fadeaway jump shot on the baseline. It doesn't fall wrestling on the baseline and I think you'll find that it's going the Opal's way, Bill. Definitely going to the Opals there. They're setting up for an inbounds play right underneath the basket. Rohani Cox will be the inbounder. Rohani Cox looking. Goes to Phillips who went away from the centre. Oh, Bakovic fell down in the key now. Cox drives down the left lane. Takes it herself. Changes to the right hand after she was dribbling on the left and banks it in. 38-24 and 27 seconds left to go in the half. Marino now in the centre circle, goes right side, back to Pardon. Pardon gets it on to Cameron. Cameron goes to Natalie Purcell. Natalie Purcell thought about the three-point shot, then gave it away to Marino on the right-hand side of the court. Marino had to go back and find it, and then she tried to go down the court inside to Cameron. I thought Bakovic was all over Cameron as that ball came in, but... It was not called, and the ball spilt away over the side, and the Opals, with six seconds left, Phillips brings it into the front court. Phillips, backdoor pass, out to Keir, out the Cox, who knocks down a three on the buzzer, and we go to half-time with the Opals in a commanding position. It's 41-24 here at half-time at the AS Training Hall, the Australian Defence Force. Friendly with the ADF Opals up against the uh, Tall Ferns here at halftime, 41-24. And uh, Bill, uh, I let you have the honour of doing the uh, leaders on the scoreboard. Thank you. <laughs> Rohani Cox there, uh, putting herself as the top scorer for Australia with that shot. Her 13th point. Uh, Rohani Cox uh, also hit a three-pointer at the end of the first quarter. And Coach Dan Sterling will be absolutely ecstatic with that. She also has three rebounds to go with her 13 points. The other high scorers for Australia are Erin Phillips on seven points. She has shot two of three. And then Susie Bakovic uh, also on seven points, but she has shot the ball just two of eight. The next highest scorer, uh, just three points for Kathleen McLeod and also for Abby Bishop. For the rebounds, nothing really outrageous to report. Uh, Rohani Cox, three rebounds. Susie Bakovic, three rebounds. And Emily McInerney, three rebounds. Uh, Emily McInerney also leading the steals with two points. Uh, only one block uh, for Abby Bishop, although I could have sworn that I saw Susie Bakovic get a couple of blocks along the way. For New Zealand, the top scorer with seven points is Annika Kerr, the WNBL legend. She shot three of six. Uh, and also one of three at the free throw line. Uh, on six points, uh, Natalie Purcell after shooting at two of five. Uh, and then also on six points, Carlene Kingy shooting at three of eight to finish with six points. The leading rebounder for New Zealand, Carlene Kingy with four rebounds. The next best, Charmian Purcell with three. Only a handful of steals and nothing to report uh, of, of interest, of great note there for the New Zealand Tall Ferns. Uh, but on their foul count, Annika Kerr with three fouls could become very costly, as could Carleen Kingy on three fouls and Claire Bodensteiner on three fouls as well. Thanks for the stats there, Bill. We'll take a break here from the AS Training Hall and bring you all the second half action in just a few moments. Level down. So for a job as an 
electronics technician, call 131901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. To work as a mechanic on machinery that produces 30,600 horsepower, you could service 148 Commodores, tune up 20 ethanol burning drag cars, or service just one gas turbine ship's engine as a marine technician in the Navy. Work on all kinds of machinery and get paid over $55,800 a year after training when at sea. Trade apprenticeships are available now, so call 131901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. Throughout history, the Army has risen to the challenges that have confronted us under a rising sun. Whatever the challenge, whatever the adversity, whatever the need, whatever the commitment, and whatever challenge lies ahead. If you want to make a difference, challenge yourself. And to work as a At the Army Reserve, we never forget we're only one part of your life. So you'll find we're pretty flexible. Yeah, look, I've done my ankle playing footy. I can't make it on Tuesday. But in our experience, once you start enjoying the fitness, social life, skills training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Week off for exam study, but I'll keep up the running. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. I, I can't make it tomorrow night, I'll be away for work. Okay, we'll see you next week. Army Reserve, the part time of your life. There are many benefits to becoming an Army Reserve officer. I was thinking about applying to become an Army Reserve officer. You'll start leadership training, gain a range of life skills, and receive tax free pay that won't affect your old study. And you also have the choice of around 20 different Army Reserve officer jobs to choose from. Uh, what, so you can join the reserves at any time? That's great. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Fantastic, I'll see you then. Army Reserve, the part-time of your life. At the Army Reserve, Tuesday nights give you the chance to have a go at a heap of different activities. Adventure training next week sounds You'll learn a bunch of new skills and get your hands on some pretty impressive and unique equipment. Uh, we learned to strip down machine guns. And once you've got involved in the fitness, social life, training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Yeah, we're organising the next exercise interstate. Call 13 1901 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. So I'll catch you for pizza up weapons training. Army Reserve, the part-time of your life. radio systems and communication equipment. Trade apprenticeships are available now. So, for a job as an electronics technician, call 131901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. To work as a mechanic on machinery that produces 30,600 horsepower, you could service 148 Commodores, tune up 20 ethanol burning drag cars, or service just one gas turbine ship's engine as a marine technician in the Navy. Work on all kinds of machinery and get paid over $55,800 a year after training when at sea. Trade apprenticeships are available now, so call 131901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. Throughout history, the Army has risen to the challenges that have confronted us under a rising sun. Whatever the challenge, whatever the adversity, whatever the need, whatever the commitment, and whatever challenge lies ahead. If you want to make a difference, challenge yourself and rise. 
Call 13 1901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. The Army. Challenge yourself. At the Army Reserve, we never forget we're only one part of your life, so you'll find we're pretty flexible. Yeah, look, I've done my ankle playing footy. I can't make it on Tuesday. But in our experience, once you start enjoying the fitness, social life, skills training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Um, look, I need a week off for exam study, but I'll keep up the running. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Look, I can't make it tomorrow night. I'll be away for work. OK, we'll see you next week. Army Reserve the part-time of your life. There are many benefits to becoming an Army Reserve Officer. I was thinking about applying to become an Army Reserve Officer. You'll start leadership training, gain a range of life skills and receive tax-free pay that won't affect your old study. And you'll provide all the training I need. You'll also have the choice of around 20 different Army Reserve Officer jobs to choose from. Uh, what, so you can join the Reserves at any time? That's great. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au Fantastic, I'll see you then. Army Reserve, the part-time of your life. At the Army Reserve, Tuesday nights give you the chance to have a go at a heap of different activities. Adventure training next week, sounds fantastic. You'll learn a bunch of new skills and get your hands on some pretty impressive and unique equipment. Uh, we learn to strip down machine guns. And once you've got involved in the fitness, social life, training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Yeah, we're organising the next exercise interstate. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. I'll catch you for pizza after weapons training. Army Reserve, the part-time of your life. Right now, the Australian Navy is looking for people with passes in the year English, Maths and Science to become electronic technicians. After training, you'll be paid over $55,800 a year when at sea and become an expert in fixing everything from radars to weapons to... Hang on, hang on a second. To radio systems and communication equipment. Trade apprenticeships are available now. So, for a job as an electronics technician, call 131901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. To work as a mechanic on machinery that produces 30,600 horsepower, you could service 148 Commodores, tune up 20 ethanol burning drag cars, or service just one gas turbine ship's engine as a marine technician in the Navy. Work on all kinds of machinery and get paid over $55,800 a year after training when at sea. Trade apprenticeships are available now, so call 131901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. Halftime here at the AS Training Hall. You're listening to the Australian Defence Force Friendly between the ADF Opals and the New Zealand Tall Ferns are live on wmbl.com.au Sport Radio, bringing you all the action. Don't forget the replay of tomorrow's game. It'll be available tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening for all of you to join us on sportradio.com.au. We hope you're enjoying it. Just recapping the halftime stats at the moment and looking at the Australian Defence Force Opals. It's Kathleen McLeod with three points and one turnover, eight minutes and 33 seconds. Tally Bevilacqua, two points. Three personal fouls, total of 5 minutes and 20 seconds on court. Erin Phillips, 7 points, 3 from 4 from the free throw line, 2 from 3 at the field. Two rebounds, no fouls yet, 1 assist, 2 turnovers and 13 minutes 15 seconds. Sam Richards with 2 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 7 minutes 17 seconds. 
Susie Bakovic has had a big role in this game so far and it has borne out top, well, one of the top scorers for the Australian Defence Force Opals. Seven points, three rebounds, one block shot, one steal, 10 minutes and 44 seconds of floor time. Emily McInerney has got two points coming from the field. Three rebounds, no surprises there. Macca racking up those defensive stats once again. We're, unfortunately, though, two turnovers, eight minutes and two seconds on the floor. Jess Foley, two points. No, no points for the game at the moment. Only the two shots from the field. One rebound, one foul, and three minutes, 43 seconds of court time. Kayla Francis, that would be... Oh, this would be Kayla Francis's first Opals... Uh, well, bodysuit, I would suggest. She has played a lot of uh, junior basketball, but I would think that uh, this is the first time Kayla has had the opportunity to get into the Opals bodysuit of the senior side. She has played for 3 minutes and 43 seconds, one rebound and one personal foul. Rani Cox with 13 points, leading scorer on the floor. Three rebounds, one foul, one assist, one turnover, 13 minutes and 50 seconds. Emma Randall, who started uh, in the centre, has not yet has not yet troubled the scorer. Two rebounds, one assist, and seven minutes 42 seconds of court time. Abby Bishop, three points, all from the free throw line. Three shooting, three from four. Then it is two rebounds, two personal fouls, one assist, one turnover, one block shot, nine minutes and 27 seconds of court time. Michelle Brogan, two points and two steals, eight minutes and 24 seconds of court time. So the, at the half, the Opals shooting at 40% from the field, 50% from the three-point arc and 65.2% from the charity stripe. New Zealand, on the other hand, shooting at 34.5% from the field, 25% from the three-point arc, and 50% from the charity stripe. 41 plays 24 here at the AS Training Hall. Throughout history, the Army has risen to the challenges that have confronted us under a rising sun. Whatever the challenge, whatever the adversity, Whatever the need, whatever the commitment, and whatever challenge lies ahead, if you want to make a difference, challenge yourself and rise. Call 13 1901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. The Army. Challenge yourself. At the Army Reserve, we never forget we're only one part of your life, so you'll find we're pretty flexible. Yeah, look, I've done my ankle playing footy. I can't make it on Tuesday. But in our experience, once you start enjoying the fitness, social life, skills training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Um, look, I need a week off for exam study, but I'll keep up the running. Call 13 1901 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Look, I can't make it tomorrow night. I'll be away for work. OK, we'll see you next week. Army Reserve the part-time of your life. Welcome back here to the AS Training Hall as we get set for the second half of this friendly here between the Australian Defence Force Opals and the New Zealand Tall Ferns. As out on the floor, Bevilacqua, Randall, Bakovic, Cox, 
And also, gee, I'm just trying to fix this, of course, that's Sam Richards standing out there. Uh, it's hard, Bill Baxter, to get used to these girls back in the bodysuits. At one stage there, you would uh, never have a second thought, but after having the singlets now for three years in the Australian Defence Force WMBL, you have uh, this situation where they go back into the bodysuits for Opal's competition. The jury's out, isn't it? It makes them unique in international competition. New Zealand get things underway. Marino has the ball in hand as she's, uh, well, caught, loses the dribble, tries to get the ball to uh, Lisa Pardon, and it's over the sideline. Looks like Tally Bevilacqua got a hand on the ball that time, and so it will be New Zealand to get use of it once again, this time from the front court. Oh, Charmaine Purcell just threw a speculator out there as Marino eventually runs onto it. Goes back to Charmaine Purcell. Oh, tapped away and stolen by Randall, who kicks it on to Cox. Cox has got the ball slapped away. Cox and also uh, Tony Edmondson throwing herself at the ball, knocks it free. They both go sliding into the crowd at the end of the court here at the uh, at the. Well, the AIS training hall. That's so right. It is. Uh, I'm struggling here and considering I call about uh, 15 games a year from this, uh, from this venue, you'd think I'd be able to get it right. As we'll soon be joining uh, head coach of the Townsville Flames to uh, the commentary position here in, uh, of course, Peter Buckle. And I'll just have to check with him because last time I uh, commentated with him here, are you still the uh, head coach of Townsville, Peter? Because uh, we did have this... Well, as New Zealand go back onto the attack here, bringing the ball down, Marino... Marino works it round, gives it off to Pardon. Pardon then works back around the arc. Back to Marino. Now whistle on the play as Marino jacks up the three-point shot. And it will be an illegal screen, so that we'll see. Uh, the turnover being affected. So Randall brings the ball into Tally Bevilacqua. Bevilacqua brings it over the front half, uh, gives it to Richards on the right wing. Richards gets a good screen from Bakovic, then kicks it into the corner to Bevilacqua, over the top to Bakovic. As Bakovic goes down the baseline, just can't get him to bank in at the moment. And that's uh, been a... Uh, well, it's been one of the frustrating things for the Australian Defence Force Opals as we welcome Peter... Buckle and Sandy Tomley from the Canberra Transat Capitals to the commentary position. And, uh, well, you are still the coach of Townsville. I haven't got that wrong. <laughs> That's exactly right, mate. No. <laughs> I'm definitely the coach of Townsville. Yep, for sure. All right. And the person who got you out of your cushy yeah. job at Canberra, Sandy Tomley, is, uh, well, enjoying a life as assistant coach. This I will be am. coming into your third year. It is, third year. And, yeah, I put the big boot into Bucks and said, you know, go and earn some money and I'll take your spot and keep it warm. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. I do, I, you know, get booted out of there. Oh no, but it was—it wasn't quite <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> but it's good for Sandy to be there, like you know, for three years is uh, working with Crappy, of course. Well, Tally Bevilacqua, a player that you have now both coached, is at the free throw line. Frustration for Tully was that she got three fouls so quickly in the late part of that first quarter, which saw her sit out almost all of the second term. Yeah, it certainly was. Obviously, uh, you know, that was uh, unfortunate for Tully and, and uh, well, it's, it's, it's adjustment to referees. I think we've got some young referees here refereeing the game and uh, uh, Tully's just got to adjust to that. 
Susie Bakovic getting called for the foul there as she slapped it away from Noni Waramate as the inbound ball bounce pass goes to Natalie Purcell looking to get it around. Waramate gets it now. Richards watching her bounce pass across. That's into the hands now of Edmondson. Edmondson oh, just was able to get the bounce pass away. Natalie Purcell who backed out Side the arc, then got it through to Kingy Kingy immediately onto Waramate, and but the pass was deflected. Richards was going after it, but it beats her to the sideline. And New Zealand with four seconds left on the shot clock. What do you do in four seconds left to go in a situation like this where the defence is so critical, Bucks? Well, you've got to get that shot up. That's number one. You got to do. You got to get uh, for New Zealand. Got to get that shot off. They got. They got. Uh Five seconds to inbound the ball, so they can get a good. Uh, they should be able to get a good shot out of this. Well, we want to make sure that we, uh, as the Opal's point of view, mate, we, we take away the uh, shooter, the obvious shooter shooting that ball, which would be Pardon coming off, and you can see Tully defending Pardon, and where Mate goes uh, uh, against Sammy Richards. And I think there was like great hand pressure there um, by Emma Randall as well on, on the inbounds on the ball, so you know just trying to deflect that pass away as much as possible. So. 8 minutes 31 left to go and the uh, turnover was affected by the Opals as Richards brings it down, kicks it on the right wing to Bevilacqua. Bevilacqua drives inside the arc then backs away. Randall's set up in the corner but she wants to go to Bakovic. Bakovic falling to the ground and Bakovic's hit the ground a fair bit throughout this game. <laughs> so she has, and she's a big girl at 6'6", six six, you know, to be hitting that ground that, that, uh, those many times. Now, but it's great to see her back actually playing uh, in this program mm. with the Opals. One thing uh, about Susie, she was a star recruit, I think, for the first year of the Flames when she came, uh, I think, was it out of Sydney for one year before she went overseas? She, uh, for the um, uh, Sydney Uni Flames. <laughs> for the Fire, sorry. For, yeah, for the for Fire. For you guys up at Townsville? Yeah, she, she was up there for a season and then uh, another season at uh, Sydney Uni before she went to uh, play in Europe. As Jody Cameron will step in now for Car- for Kingy. Carlene Kingy sits down for a moment as Cameron goes inbound, gets it to Natalie Purcell. Of course, uh, you get to see a lot of these New Zealand girls now uh, in their own team with the Christchurch Sirens. Ball goes uh, eventually away to Randall. Randall tried to jack up the shot from the right elbow, it doesn't fall. And Rodamate gets the ball back for New Zealand. As, oh, pardon. Cuts away. Gets, a, uh, gets an outlet pass off in the end to Cameron. But it just won't fall for New Zealand at the moment. 45-24. Seven minutes left. Randall takes it in. Sorry, it's not Randall. It's Richards takes yeah, it into the paint. Richards, yeah. a different, yeah, Randall was at the basket waiting for it. Though. Don't worry about that. Yes, but it was back of it. He's the putback. <laughs> And gets a score. Timeout being called here as it's a 47-24 New Zealand. Mike McHugh. Now, that's the guy you shoehorned out of the position to get into uh, <laughs> the Capitals, wasn't it? No, not at all. Mike... Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. That, 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 was, that, that was, was Carrie Graff. That's exactly that. right. Mike yeah, was sorry. the head coach of the Capitals. That's right. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Mate. No, that was Graffy. You've got to talk to Graffy about that's that right. one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he's got an interesting job, hasn't he? Because he, he doesn't have the height, even though they're tall firms, he doesn't have the height that he's going to be uh, really needing once he gets into the, uh, Look, the uh, real international arena. I think what you'll find, though, is uh, there's some height that he does have that... Uh, you uh, Jess, young Jess McCormack, who's about 19 year old, is, um, didn't suit up. Um, she's 6'6. Uh, uh, six, six. We've got another 6'6 okay. six six at college uh, at uh, Stanford Uni uh, in the States. 
So they do have a little bit more height coming in, which, which will clearly make New Zealand bigger than what they are now. Mm. Uh, it's just that, uh, um, you know, they're, unfortunately they're just either injured or not here training with the uh, Tall Ferns. Sandy, when you're looking at a game like this, and this is a friendly, but it's an opportunity to see so many of Australasia's best players. Are you out here recruiting? Are you out here looking at plays or new opportunities to try and... Uh, take back to the Capitals with you? I suppose like you're always looking and you're always watching players that are coming on board, especially some of the younger ones. Um, you know, I'm also working with the Gems this year as well, so you know, it's good to see some of those younger kids coming on board and, and seeing what they can do hopefully in a couple of years. But you know, like it's, um, you, know, you see them, like you said, across Australasia. And um, hopefully, yeah, if they get an Australian, but having the, the sirens in the, t- in the league this year has definitely helped, giving them an opportunity to play with them. Yeah, which is sort of been a good thing for the WNBL to have a New Zealand play with uh, you know, a lot of their uh, tall firms in that uh, WNBL program. Bakovic gets a second personal foul as Purcell is going. Natalie Purcell inbounds it in the backcourt now. Hands off as a full court pressure being applied by the Opals and Richards just slaps it away from Oramate and that will see the ball over the side. 18 seconds left, so they've got two seconds to get into the front court and at this stage they didn't do that. Australia makes the steal. Richards with a bullet pass to Bevilacqua and that's been put back in. I think that was put back in by uh, Rohani Cox. Rohani Cox Cox came in with a nice little tip. You thought of that, didn't you? That's exactly right, mate. We do that in Townsville. (laughs) Uh, Rahani's doing actually some really great stuff in this game. Yes, has had some good minutes too. As Natalie Purcell puts up a three-point attempt, they're just not falling for the tall ferns. I tell you what, it's a great little competition between Sammy Richards and uh, Nani Wemato. Yeah, Sammy's nice and physical as well. So it's a good competition to see them, see those two little guards really go at it. And and, uh, Nani was a bit of a find for New Zealand in the WBL program this year, particularly in the second half. She really stepped up. Oh, she, yeah, she did. Like there was a couple. She had some blowout games and a couple mm. parts of the second part of the season. She did. Inbound pass goes to Pardon, who tries to jack up a ball from almost behind the backboard. Eventually, it's still recovered by the Tall Ferns, and Waramate is now trying to get away from Richards. Oh, eventually drives down the right-hand lane. Shots should count, and the uh, well, the foul is going against Sam Richards. So that is her first personal. I guess the worrying thing for Jan Sterling, though, is the field goal percentage, which was 46.2 at the half, has now dropped down to 39% as we are almost halfway through the third term. Yeah, this is, I mean, this certainly the Opals have, uh, have, have missed some one-footers from easy shots as well. But uh, New Zealand, obviously, you know, that's their game. They're hard-working, they're persistent, they're going to make you earn every shot. Mm. Bodensteiner coming into the game, sitting down for the Torphones is Pardon and Edmondson. I didn't see who the other sub was. The other sub was uh, Michaela Cox. I think New Zealand's doing a little bit more of it. Australia's giving some of their medicine back to them at the moment. Mm. They've put on a little bit of half-court trap here, so in resulting in a turnover. Ramate now being watched by Phillips. Phillips trying to work her hard. Bounce pass eventually gets away to Natalie Purcell. Hand off that time was to Cox, but she uh, started running before the ball was uh, hitting the ground, and that's a travel with a turnover. Interesting, the foul count this time. New Zealand in this quarter, five, Opals, four. Uh, it's been a lot more lopsided here in the first half than what yeah. we're seeing now. Look, it certainly was, yeah, that's exactly right, but it's... Uh 
balanced, a bit more balanced, I think, now. For this quarter, anyway. For this quarter. It'd be hard to do an even up. Francis (laughs) gets the handoff from Phillips. Goes outside to McLeod. McLeod's three-point shot doesn't drop. Francis tries to tap it away, but it's into the hands now of Cox, who brings it down the floor. Goes to the right-hand corner, gives it to Waramate, who gets a screen from Cameron, but almost loses the dribble. It's a mismatch there with Francis defending her. Francis then tried to roll off and take on two. Bodensteiner gets away from her, goes to the corner, and the three-point shot is an air ball. Rick, uh, Randall gets the ball down, gives it to Foley, and Phillips, spectacular. That knee not troubling her at all, Sandy. No, and the thing is, is that she's such explosive too, so it's good to see her get up in the air and, like, and, and be prepared to take that hit as well if she was going to get bumped. Well, she certainly took it then. That was Tally Bevelacqua style, about 14 feet across the floor. Five minutes and 47 seconds left. The Opals under, under control and in control of this game. 51 plays, 27. After the score at halftime was 41-24. So still... So three-point quarter. Yeah, it's still been a uh, tough road for the Torfans who have played a lot better here in this third term. Oh, but they, it was Moses parting the Red Sea as Kathleen McLeod just drove to the basket. And I guess that's what you need to do. You just need to be, uh, well, forceful and direct. Yeah, and, you know, Paul Little Ange, uh, Marino, uh, ex-capital, uh, playing for Adelaide now. But uh, she backed right off on uh, Kath McLeod on that one and Kath got the easy layup. Clea Bonensteiner once again going with the travel. So Foley will inbound it now from the side, gives it off to Phillips. Now, both of you, you know, coaching teams, this lineup on the floor is just, uh, well, you would love to have that every week to run out with, wouldn't you? We'd love it, yeah. I mean, and when you look Phillips, at it, that Foley. There's, there's five more still to come in, and I think, oh, yeah, if you're lucky to have this as your third team, you'd be happy if you had them, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, it's an Opal selection camp, so you'd be expecting our best to be here. Is Marino on the right, 45, gets away from Phillips, kicks it outside in the paint, gives it off to Bodensteiner, who can't get the chop to drop. Francis does the rebounding, gives it to McLeod, McLeod gives it to Phillips. Oh, Foley, the two Lightning team members try to link up. Eventually, Foley didn't go for the shot herself, gave it off to Bog- uh, Bo. Brogan. Brogan. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been watching her brother playing footy all week. <laughs> but Brogan eventually is, uh, well, draws out the foul, and we've got another timeout here as New Zealand take a chat. We'll have a, a quick message and be back with more from the training hall in just a few moments. At the Army Reserve, we never forget we're only one part of your life, so you'll find we're pretty flexible. Yeah, look, I've done my ankle playing footy. I can't make it on Tuesday. But in our experience, once you start enjoying the fitness, social life, skills training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Um, look, I need a week off for exam study, but I'll keep up the running. Call 13 1901 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Look, I can't make it tomorrow night. I'll be away for work. OK, we'll see you next week. Army Reserve the part-time of your life. There are many benefits to becoming an Army Reserve Officer. I was thinking about applying to become an Army Reserve Officer. You'll start leadership training, gain a range of life skills and receive tax-free pay that won't affect your old study. And you'll provide all the training I need. You'll also have the choice of around 20 different Army Reserve Officer jobs to choose from. Uh, so you can join the Reserve at any time. That's great. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defensejobs.gov.au. Fantastic, I'll see you then. Army Reserve, the part-time of your life. 56 plays, 27 at the AOS Training Hall. The ADF Opals up against the New Zealand Tall Ferns. Coming back out on the floor, it's Francis Foley, 
uh, Brogan, McLeod and Phillips. And uh, an interesting thing you pointed out there, Sandy, during the timeout with Erin Phillips. Yeah, just I was just saying to Buck that I just noticed that um, she's not wearing a knee strapping that she did, you know, towards the last part of the WNBL season. So she's obviously feeling more comfortable with the, with the knee. Um, and as you could see in that last layup she did, she had definitely elevated and got up there. So. Yeah, there's no doubt about her athleticism, is there? She's uh, back in full stride, and uh, it's great to see that too. She's a powerful uh, guard. It's good for Australian basketball. Michelle Brogan making the first of the two free throws after uh, Mike McHugh tried to ice her. She converts both, and it's 58-27 here with 4.36. As Annika Kerr goes, gives the ball off to Marina, who has to fight to get it in the front court. Natalie Purcell eventually getting it, and eventually into the hands of into the hands of Marino, then back to Natalie Purcell, gives it to Kerr, Kerr, can't get the shot to drop. Kerr's and making some nice moves actually, she, like I said, she's just not getting them, get them to the roll at the moment, but she's, um, she's getting open. As, well, the turnover has been affected, 58 plays, 27, Foley for three, oh, and it's... Uh, <laughs> It's a great one, 61-27, and uh, she has just learnt so much over in the States after leaving here from the AS training, uh, training program. Yeah, look, but she's had a, a good couple of years in Adelaide too, so uh, um, it's good to see Jess um, blossom into a, a young opal. As the ball are working around the arc, eventually in the Bodensteiner, they try to go inside the Kerr, Kerr slaps it away. Uh, no time left as the three-pointer is jacked up there by uh, Bodensteiner, but it is not... Uh, well, it hits the iron in time, I guess, because Marino sets up. Bodensteiner goes around the arc to Natalie Purcell. Purcell goes inside to Kerr, who had worked her body to the uh, basket side and got Brogan away from her as the foul has been called on Michelle Brogan and that, that's a great lesson or a great sample of what you have to do if you're a tall player trying to own the key. Oh yeah, without a doubt, that's exactly right. And Anika Kerr's very intelligent in how she plays that as well. There's no doubt about it. Anika's, uh, you know, she's certainly smaller compared to Brogues and uh, Carter Francis, but she plays uh, with street smarts. She certainly has come back from that last knee injury looking even fitter than when uh, she was up in Townsville or even, what was that, one season she played down at Dandenong? Yeah, yeah, it's, certainly there's no doubt about that. And her uh, throughout the WNBL season with Christchurch that she had this year, you could see her clearly uh, improving her game. And her fitness now is, uh, and her shape is far better than was at the end of the WNBL season. The Opals tried to go in hot with the ball. It came out all right in the end, but it's a three-point attempt from McLeod. Not able to be converted. Marino hits the deck as McLeod has been, well, able to dispossess Marino. Marino went crashing to the ground. No call on the play. Foley gets it to Brogan. Left side to Phillips. Cross court to McLeod. Dumps over the top. And that time Brogan got herself free. But it was Kayla Francis who had to, on the second attempt, put it back in. But Brogan did everything right there. And once again, that's what you need to do if you're cutting into the key as a big to get yourself free. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about that. But I think, you know, if you look at that, there's probably too many shot opportunities that the Opals are missing right there, close to the uh, hoop. Um, you know, playing New Zealand where we're clearly bigger and uh, a bit stronger. Especially when you've done, yeah, done all the hard work to yeah. get to that spot, and then you don't reward yourself by making it. Yeah, I mean, in a couple of weeks' time, I think the Opals are heading to uh, Beijing to play the USA, uh, and that's, that'll be a different kettle of fish. So those uh, one-footers 
and those easy hoops have to be made. As the tall ferns work the ball around the arc, Natalie Purcell goes left side to Bowden Steiner. Bowden Steiner's shot doesn't drop. Kerr was going after it. McLeod rips the ball out of her hands and throws it over the baseline. And we will have the tall ferns with the ball from the baseline once again. Bates to inbound. Bates goes long, gets it to Marino. Marino takes on former teammate Phillips. Now, definitely adversaries when they're in the uh, black and white up against the golden, well, golden black almost, with a bit of green in there. Well, it's the Aussies, mate. It's always green and gold with the Aussies. Yes, <laughs> Francis gets the good pass, takes a position inside and converts. 66 plays 29, two minutes to go in the third term as Marino kicks it right side to Bates. Bates goes back to Kerr at the top of the arc. Kerr's looking for some baseline cutting. It's not really coming. She trips over and Brogan's going to be called for her second personal foul as, uh, well, that was as much Annika Kerr getting tied up on her feet as it was uh, Michelle Brogan doing anything uh, too illegal. Yeah, well... You, you know, don't see it that way? Well, I think Brogan's had a piece of uh, Annika Kerr's arm there pretty early on and uh, Annika Kerr just tried to go past her, so... That's probably a fair call, I think, by the referee on that one. Well, both teams are now in the bonus, so uh, I was talking before how even the foul count was, but it blew out there by about uh, three more fouls, so it's five to eight, the foul count in the quarter so far. But it's, you know, like if you look at uh, the New Zealand style of play and, and, and their size up against the Opals, you know, they're always scrapping for everything, so they're probably going to wear a few more fouls uh, in order to try and get possession of the ball. Um, the Opals, it's good for the Opals to, to handle that pressure and then to uh, convert offensively. Foley just tried to get the bounce pass there to Francis. Didn't quite work, but now the inbound ball to Francis is good and Francis banks it in off the glass. 68, place 31 here with a minute 38 left to go in the quarter. As Natalie Purcell works around right-hand side, Kerr on the 45, bounce pass. Oh, I was looking for Marina, who they thought were cutting to the key, but instead it was McLeod. New Zealand's just looking a little bit disjointed in what they want to do mm. at the moment. There's just there's no structure, there's no setup, and they're all just standing around watching each other. So if they can get some bit more flow and movement into their game, they might be able to, um, you know, to make a bit more of a run. Well, Kathleen McLeod tried to go once again to Brogan in the paint that time, but uh, Brogan was mugged, and she'll go to the line. Yeah, that's exactly right. But the, 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 the quick ball movement is certainly catching uh, New Zealand, and then uh, punching it inside is, uh, or you know. It's, it's a good strategy, obviously, by the Opals. I think Sandy's definitely right, though. New Zealand are you know, rushing and hurrying through everything, and so simple turnovers are being created. They need to uh, take a little bit more poise and uh, just shift the ball simply and, and quickly. Brogan makes the second, and it's 68, plays 31 as New Zealand restarted. Again, full-court pressure from the Opals as Shemaine Purcell and Kerr eventually get it forward into the hands of Bates. Bates now, looking around, goes right, but then comes left to give it to Purcell. Kerr's now in the corner. Kerr gets out of there, goes back to Bates on the 45. That's playing on the right-hand side. Then goes to the left, gives it to Marino. Marino tries the oh, shovel shot. And that's a tough move. That's a, that's, a, that's a hell of a finish by Angela on that one. That was a tough move. Phillips goes down the floor to Foley. She kicks it out to Francis, back to Phillips. Is that the uh, lightning connection there, is it? As uh, 69 plays 33, 34 seconds left to go in the quarter. Dumped over the top to Phillips and Kerr was just bodying in. I don't know, they sort of look like they're going to raffle it, but I think it's Annika Kerr who has got now her fifth foul 
and that puts her out of the game with, uh, well, a full quarter to go. Kerr not happy with the call. But, uh, and there was only four seconds left on the shot clock too when she fouled that, so it was probably not the, the, the best foul to give at that particular time. Well, there was some... Well, I think the debate was, she said oh, the, that uh, Phillips was pushed into me by Natalie Purcell, but you're calling me for the foul, mm. I think. Or maybe that was what they were trying to sell the uh, <laughs> sell the ref there because she knew she was yeah. on four fouls. Oh, crucial mix box out, box out there by uh, New Zealand. Now the Opals will have the last shot for the quarter. 23 seconds left. Phillips gets away from Marino, kicks it into the corner to McLeod. McLeod finds Foley. Foley gets, uh, well, mugged that time by Natalie Purcell, and that will send Foley to the line. And once again, that was just the uh, knowing the people around you and just she knew just to stay down that little bit longer before she came up. Or it's fake to come up, but went down again. Yeah, it's pretty, a pretty savvy play there, certainly by Jess Foley. And then uh, Carter Francis stepping in from behind there just to back her up. So it was, it was a nice, uh, nice cut and a nice play by Jess Foley, there's no doubt. Well, it wasn't able to be converted there, so it's Marino bringing the ball Ooh. back down the left wing. She dances and weaves. Nine seconds left for the Tor Ferns to do something. Goes to Purcell, who jacks up a three. They've not been falling tonight. Oh, to oh swept away to Marino for a three on the buzzer. It rattles off the iron, and it is 71-33. A disappointing quarter for the New Zealand Tor Ferns, but for the Opals... What do you think Jan Sterling and Gary Fox have taken out of that? Obviously, you can see when they've come out, they've got to make sure we get this ball inside. I mean, you know, the average height of the Opals is probably, you know, six to seven inches higher, you know, taller than uh, New Zealand. But so they should. You've got to remember you've got uh, Susie Batkovich, you know, you've got Lauren Jackson. You've got some great talent there that uh, the ball's got to go through when they go to an Olympic campaign. So, you know, the guards from the Opals need to make sure that they're pumping it inside. And then, uh, and then when the ball comes back out, that's when they get their opportunities to make their plays. So, you know, it's a good strategy by the Opals. And, it, and it clearly, you know, going, you know a 30-point uh, um, third quarter, you know, is, is uh, great for great the Great result, yep. Well, we might take a break here, and I'm going to see if I can twist you guys' arm to stay for one more quarter. But uh, we'll take a break here from the AOS Training Hall, the Australian Defence Force Opals, 71, leading the New Zealand Tall Ferns, 33. Throughout history, the Army has risen to the challenges that have confronted us under a rising sun. Whatever the challenge, whatever the adversity, whatever the need, whatever the commitment, and whatever challenge lies ahead, if you want to make a difference, challenge yourself and rise. Call 13 1901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au. The Army. Challenge yourself. At the Army Reserve, we never forget we're only one part of your life, so you'll find we're pretty flexible. Yeah, look, I've done my ankle playing footy. I can't make it on Tuesday. But in our experience, once you start enjoying the fitness, social life, skills training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Um, look, I need a week off for exam study, but I'll keep up the running. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. I can't make it tomorrow night. I'll be away for work. OK, we'll see you next week. Army Reserve the part time of your life. Well, the final quarter about to start, but the concern is on the bench with uh, Susie Bakovic just, uh, well, pulling off her right shoe at the moment, but we're about to get underway. Sam Richards, Tally Bevilacqua, Abby Bishop, 
So you've got the Emma caps Randall. contingent on there, Craig. Yes, that is the two Good. caps. Yep, we'll talk this one up. Yes. As uh, Emma Randall and Emily McInerney. And, and for Richards, McInerney and Randall, they just want to be capitals. Isn't that right, Sandy? Oh, I'm sure everyone wants to be capitals there. You know, it's a good club to play for, and I think you know all the girls that play for us um, enjoy being there, and they learn a lot from Graffy, and it's a, it's a good program, professional program. So, I mean, we'll be trying hard to get as many people as we can, but you know, there's only a certain amount of spots open for next year. Yes, as uh, well down on the baseline, Bishop's been doing some hard work there with Emma Randall. Eventually, it's fed back to Bevelacqua, gives it on to McInerney. Randall goes into the paint this time. Oh, it's all into the net. But McInerney does the clean-up on the offensive rebound now. And Bevelacqua just backs away, bides the time, drives baseline, kicks it out to Macca, and Macca puts up the shot. Doesn't fall. Randall was there to, for the rebound. But New Zealand, through Angela Marino, will clean up. And as Marino gives it off to Kingy, left-hand side now goes to Pardon. Pardon looking around. Nothing really happening for her. Has to go to Edmondson. McInerney's watching her very closely and in the end has drawn the travel out of her. And that is uh, just, whilst we don't see... Uh we don't see Macca putting up too many shots or making too many shots, Andy. Her defence, the way she can just make turnovers for you, that is uh, every bit as important as uh, making the shots. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, defensive game is certainly important to have, and it's, I mean, it's great to have if an offensive player can have a deep, great defensive game as well. So, you know, it's a crucial, crucial factor to have, um, and Macca certainly helps the Opals in that. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And look, I, th I think over the last two years, probably particularly, Mac is certainly starting in the WNBL anyway to shoot the ball a little bit more. Um, it's still not her natural thing, but she's working pretty hard on it, you can see. Oh, Marino falls to the ground. Richards just goes over the top of her, picks up the ball, gives it back to Tally Bevelacqua, who jacks up a three, and it doesn't fall down. So she attempted a three, rattled inside the uh, ring, but it did not fall. As Edmondson now down the other end, Tries to put up the layup, but it is just rejected by Emma Randall. That was just that was great pressure on by Sammy Richards on Marino. Then I mean she she plays in the style of Tully does, but she was just uh, probably a little bit quicker on her feet there, was so she's hassling Marino. So got the turnover on that. Randall on the 45 right hand side. Oh, Abby Bishop just cutting down that right lane. Unfortunately, couldn't bank it in. Pardon comes up with the ball, brings it straight down the centre, kicks it right side to Marino. They're just not running through the hands in offence now. It's Marino carries it in and, well, can't get the shot to drop. Kingy slaps it away from Richards and it'll be an Opal's ball. And I think the, the offensive structure has really gone to town here and oh, New yeah. Zealand are just yeah. playing my ball. Well, it's, you know, but that's the thing. I mean, the, 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 uh, you're playing against uh, the world champs and so the, the pressure applied there just make, forces them to rush their play. And uh, one thing you know, New Zealand needs to learn is a little bit of composure and uh, to not foul and complete plays. McInerney has a second go at the uh, pass to Bishop. Eventually, the uh, ball... Well, Bishop was slung over the baseline, so I guess they're calling it a turnover. And Kingy will inbound it for New Zealand. Full court pressure again on New Zealand here. As Richards gets a hand in on the inbound pass, it goes over the side and pardon. Happy to just shepherd the ball over the sideline, and they'll get it a bit closer to that halfway line, which... At times tonight, they've struggled to look like they're even going to get it there. Eventually, they go back deep in the backcourt, give it off to Pardon, who gets away from Richards long enough to get into the front court. 17 seconds left on the shot clock as oh, Randall just reaches in, gets the pass away that was intended for Charmaine Purcell, and now Tully Bevelacqua gets to set up. 
goes to Bishop, right-hand side to McInerney, over the top. Oh, gives it off to Randall, and Randall with her body. And I guess that's one thing you have to teach the big girls too, is to take the hit and then go on with the shot and not go to pieces when that hit is initially made. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, but it's all about positioning, and, and uh, first thing is make great position, and then uh, you're in a better position to take the hit and make the play. So that's, that's, uh, there's no doubt about that. And, and Emma's, a, Emma's a great athlete too. She's, you know, strong, uh, can get off the ground. It's great to see athletes like that. Over the top, the ball gets lobbed to Kingy and Abby Bishop just, uh, well, just leaning a bit too much in there. Yeah, that's a young mistake. You'd, you'd look at that and go, look, that's just Abby being, uh, you know, 19 years of age and, uh, but, you know, certainly a future opal in uh, Abby Bishop down the track. Yeah, I guess uh, it's, a hard, it's a hard call to make when you look at uh, the number of players on the bench and you, you have uh, um, Camino, Tolo and Wilson all in tracksuits today because they're just being managed to play tomorrow. Yeah, it's not a bad talent level, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and a, a, a major concern, I guess, <coughs> is uh, Susie Bakovic on the masseuse's table. After uh, Right at the end of quarter time, they're just coming to the side and uh, looked like she was in a fair bit of pain, immediately went for what I thought was an ankle. But uh, they're masse- massaging the calf now. So Yeah, the calf and the shin, so she might have uh, a bit of shin soreness there uh, that, that, that they're obviously trying to work through in the calf. Bishop tried the sky hook. Randall couldn't get the ball back to any of the other Opals. Pardon came up with it. Got it off to Shemaine uh, Purcell, who goes long into the front court, finds King. Shemaine per- Purcell gets it back now and gives it off to Marino on the 45 right-hand side. Oh, Marino with a nicely placed foot to try and keep control of the ball. But then when she had to throw it away to Pardon, Richards got in the way. Richards kick off to McInerney. Oh, Macca rattles in and out and a turnover to Torfern. 73 plays 34, six minutes left to go and this friendly the Australian this defence is, This forces. is where New Zealand needs to get through their stuff right now. I mean, regardless of the score, they need to just basically grind it out so they can actually see that the offences that they've got in place will start to work. I mean, it's a tough competition to play the Opals, but that's what they'd like to take out of this. Yeah, and also, but also you've got to look at the Opals. The Opals have scored two, minute, two points in four minutes. So that's, you know, from their point of view, that's not quality hoop either. Mm-hmm. So they need to tidy up their offensive execution and, uh, and, and complete plays. There's no doubt about that. Brogan comes back into the game now for Abby Bishop. Jan Sterling goes straight up to have a chat to her about her last few minutes on the floor. As King at the line. Rattles off the second shot. Brogan gets, does enough to get the ball over to Richards. Richards comes straight down the right-hand wing. Pulls up on the arc, then goes back to Randall. Randall drives in, outside to Bevel Aqua. She kicks it straight nice back to Randall. Randall. Yeah, and very she was poised. in heavy traffic, wasn't she? Yeah, look, that was a very smart, a very poised finish. Had a head up early, spotted the target, and, and, and a nice little running hook. And it was, just, it was a basic setup too. It was mm. just passing cart, got into a spot there, and then, um, and like Buck said, just did the hook shot to finish. And, and it was good to see, you know, Tully Bivalaka just waiting for the post to make a good position to start with. Mm. And then Tully fed her the ball, and, and Emma, Emma finished it. So that was a nice little simple um, two game between Tully and Emma Randall. 75 35, and that's the sort of thing you really can't coach for that because it involves the players understanding the game inherently. Well, that's what you've got to teach them, though, isn't it? So if that's what coaching is about. You know, you've got to you, you've got to teach them that, and obviously these are these are you know senior women and Tully with her, her experiences can wait for the younger Emma Randall to get to spot and then feed her the ball. So it's probably your experienced guard helping the younger big learn how to do it right. You know, mm-hmm. 
And basketball's a pretty simple game, really. So well, it's just, yeah. You know, yeah, it's so, yeah, that's exactly right. You don't want to overcomplicate it. Yeah, pass and cut, you know, <laughs> just put it, in the, put it in the hoop and you're right. Yes. 75 plays, 35 here. Five minutes and 45 seconds. Now, in a timeout like this, New Zealand calls a timeout. What does Jan Sterling tell the Opals? Well, they're, going to see, they're working their stuff, aren't they? This is a, a, a selection as part of the uh, Beijing Olympic uh, program. And so she's going to make sure that... Uh, and the athletes too, they're staying on focus. They can't lose uh, their, their concentration. They've got to execute, I think, a little bit better offensively. Uh, there's no doubt about and, and then make sure that they're doing what they need to do defensively so New Zealand don't get, don't get some quick scores. So they them locked down. The Velacqua is really working hard on Waramate here. Yeah. And uh, eventually... The foul has gone on Bevilacqua. Yeah, probably a little bit tough in that one, but uh, you know, that's, that's, you've got to adjust to these, uh, you know, to, to, to the referees. That's part of the game. Kingy, okay, that's the inbound pass. Goes back to Waramati. Shemaine Purcell on the 45 right hand side has got Emma Randall watching her, and that's a bit of a mismatch for pace. And she was able to exploit it, then cutting baseline and making the shot. Yeah, I think Emma just opened up that base a little bit too much. That was her angle. I think, you know, like, Emma's certainly a good enough athlete to uh, defend that. I think that was a, you know, a defensive error, and that's one of the things, probably, you know, we were talking about earlier, what does Jan Sterling work on? McLe- well, he just makes sure that doesn't happen. McLeod goes long to the right-hand side. Bubble Aqua throws up the three, doesn't make it. 75-37, four minutes and 50 seconds left to go in this international friendly, brought to you by the Australian Defence Forces. As so they've isolated Tully down there at the post with a big guard Purcell going over the top. Mm. That was a, a smart play by New Zealand. Francis, though, was able to do the rebounding as, oh, McLeod, quick pass into Randall. Randall goes straight outside to McInerney, goes back to McLeod, McLeod back to McInerney, McLeod in the corner, kick outside on the right-hand side that time to Bevilacqua, who gave it to McInerney, gives it to Francis. Francis, who would be used to these rings, having just graduated from the AS, couldn't make the three-point shot fall, and New Zealand bring the ball back down the floor. New Zealand looking a bit more composed here in offence, though, Sandy? Yeah, no, they, they actually are. Obviously, that they've discussed that in the timeout and they've come out and they've tried to get through some stuff. Shemaine Purcell, I don't know how she managed to keep a hold of that ball. Jacked up a shot, it hit the backboard and the Opals are back down the floor trying to uh, create something was Kathleen McLeod. She was showing the air she could generate that time, but it didn't fall. And Marino, cutting baseline, and Francis just walked into her and that is going to... Uh, give her her second personal foul? No, yes, her second personal foul. I mean, again, like Bucks was saying, you know, the Opals haven't been uh, been scoring at ease. And, you know, they're missing a lot of shots, so I think that's something that they probably need to work on these last, you know, three and a half minutes is just getting through their offences as well, especially with some of these players who are new to the system and they're trying to learn the system as well. I mean, that's the easiest way to, to basically impress your coach so you know that when it's times like this, we can grind it out and get some, get some good stuff done. Well, we went from a 30-point third quarter now to three points in six and a half minutes as Kingy has the ball knocked away as she was trying to bring it up to put, make a pass or a shot. Foley's body was in the way and eventually went to Phillips. Phillips' inbound ball was looking for Bishop, but it's been cut off by Waramate. Eventually gets it down the floor into the hands of Cox. Cox goes to Marino. Marino now double teamed. There's nowhere for her to go, but she kept trying to push through and eventually is called for the travel. She was trying to push through Kathleen McLeod and Kayla Francis. Now, both of them 
way more than her. <laughs> I don't know where she was going. <laughs> I think Ange just got herself in the wrong position yeah. then. <laughs> I think Ange just got caught up way. on that one. Foley yeah. for three puts up an air ball just from the left-hand side of the key and New Zealand will get it once again. Three minutes and seven seconds left to go in the game. As the ball coming down the left-hand side goes to Guaramate. Kingy on the left elbow. Tried to get it quickly down the floor to Cox, but it was tapped away. And McLeod will rebound it. But Abby Bishop just, uh, well, foot was a little bit too far onto the tri-stripes of the AAS training hall boundary line. Yeah, and she wasn't quite uh, in a position to receive that too. I think uh, Kaplan was gambling a little bit too much there. As Natalie Purcell oh. drives down the right-hand lane, knocks Aaron Phillips to the ground. Phillips certainly made sure everyone knew she copped the bump. Yeah, that, no, that was a good defensive job by Phillips. She was there clearly on that one, and that was a good take by uh, Aaron. Abby Bishop immediately goes to uh, Kathleen McLeod. McLeod to Foley on the right wing. Foley goes back to McLeod. McLeod oh, from the charity stripe then goes off to Foley. Foley back to McLeod. Right side to Phillips for three. Hits the iron. Foley gets the rebound. She's got no one yeah. between her and the net and makes the shot. That was a smart play by Foley. She was in there early. She knew Phillips was going to shoot that ball and uh, made a beeline for that offensive rebound. That was a good play by Foley. Right. A, a foul down here by uh, uh, Phillips. Phillips. That'll be her first personal foul of the game on Weramate who, uh, well, she figured she had nothing to lose to put the shot up then. Erin <laughs> <laughs> had, exactly right, yeah. had committed from about two steps before to go into us. So. No, she might as well get it up. Yep. And that all came from a quick inbound by New Zealand. They mm. got the floor up the court white. You know, obviously Australia was still mini-celebrating their shot, so... Makes both, and we move to 77-38 with 2 minutes and 10 seconds left to go. Bishop comes down the right wing, kicks it across to the left-hand side. Phillips, oh, another look-away pass to McLeod. McLeod goes back to Phillips in the right-hand corner, bounce pass inside to Bishop, outside to McLeod. McLeod pulls up on the left-hand lane and makes the jump shot. Is that showtime or is that a good offensive play? Yeah, well, I think that they're, uh, they've obviously been told to make sure they uh, distribute the ball and keep it moving, but I think uh, uh, at times they're overcooking at the Opals there. Marino tries to jack up the three. They are two from 16 in the game. So nothing really falling for New Zealand, who are shooting at 28% in total. Bishop on the right-hand lane, or oh, the turn and shoot wasn't uh, what you would like to see from her. Yeah, she just needs a little bit. She hasn't made a pretty good position. Just needs a little bit more composure to complete that play. And then the Opal's got to get on the glass and rebound it. Cox hands off to Waramate on 45 right-hand side. Backing away now, almost to the centre circle, as she works back to the arc on the left-hand side. Then gives it off. Oh, travel called on Natalie Purcell. And we'll have a sub. Bates coming back in for Marino. So... <coughs> For tonight, this would be probably one of the tallest lineups that New Zealand would have open to them. As it's 79 plays 39, 40 point ball game inside the last minute. The Australian defence force friendly. Inside to Francis, outside to Bishop for three. All net from the left hand lane. Sandy, you must have thought of that. It was, yeah. Every shoot around, every practice. Yeah, you can see Tom Lee's influence in that shot. Yeah, yeah it's good work, Sandy. <laughs> As Kingy 
Bounce pass over to Aramate, 37 seconds left. Gets it on the left-hand side, debates the three. Hits the back uh, backboard and Phillips comes down with it. And Gets Abby it again. down to That's Abby better. Bishop and she paints it in. That was good hard running yeah, there. That was, and that was better by Abby. She went to the basket. She can go to the base to the uh, edge of the keyway. And uh, so when she could, she could complete the play at the basket. And a nice feed by Phillips. That was a good look. 18 seconds left as Natalie Purcell loses control of the dribble as she was trying to take on Francis and Bishop. Comes back down the floor. Bishop's going to have another three-point attempt. That one was an air ball landing Kingy there. I didn't there. Feature that one. That, that must have been uh, something she learned at the AA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, Abby was feeling that one. Yeah, she was, she's made, in the zone. She's in the zone. This is my shot. Australia have taken the victory here, 84 to 39 over the New Zealand Torferns. And, uh, well, my thanks to both Sandy Tomley from the Canberra Transact Capitals and I can't remember the, the CFM Townsville That's Fire exactly head coach well, mate. of uh, Peter Buckle. And, uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad that you could break away from your uh, scouting. And also right. recruiting this weekend, I'm sure, is the oh, it's a, it's, Well, it's a busy time in the WNBL. The free agent list is out, and, yep. uh, you know, everybody's um, trying to uh, build their roster, obviously. Mm. Uh, and every season. Bendigo girl came off contract, mm-hmm. and there was a number of teams, I think, mm-hmm. half of Dandenong did. Mm-hmm. Um, did so, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That, that's exactly right. So it's, it's, a, it's a busy time. It is a busy time. Well, I'll let you get back to doing the recruiting now the girls are off the court. Sandy, thank you for joining us here on Sport Radio for what has been an interesting day's basketball for the Australian Defence Force Opals. They've taken the victory 84-39. to We'll take a break and be back with more in just a few moments. At the Army Reserve, we never forget we're only one part of your life, so you'll find we're pretty flexible. Yeah, look, I've done my ankle playing footy. I can't make it on Tuesday. But in our experience, once you start enjoying the fitness, social life, skills training and tax-free pay, you'll keep coming back. Um, look, I need a week off for exam study, but I'll keep up the running. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Look, I can't make it tomorrow night. I'll be away for work. OK, we'll see you next week. Army Reserve the part-time of your life. There are many benefits to becoming an Army Reserve Officer. I was thinking about applying to become an Army Reserve Officer. You'll start leadership training, gain a range of life skills and receive tax-free pay that won't affect your old study. And you'll provide all the training I need. You'll also have the choice of around 20 different Army Reserve Officer jobs to choose from. Uh, so you can join the reserves at any time. That's great. Call 13 19 01 or visit www.defencejobs.gov.au. Fantastic. I'll see you then. Army Reserve, the part-time of your life. As we hope to be speaking very soon to, as we uh, hope to be speaking very soon to some of the Australian Defence Force Opals, I'm going to make my way over, and I think the first person I'm going to see is Erin Phillips. So hopefully we can have a few words with Erin. Uh, an interesting game tonight. Erin is uh, a good win, but uh, probably everyone just trying to show what they've got to Jan and the rest of the team. Yeah, not only that. I think like we've been we've been training since Wednesday morning, so um, it was good just to get a run around in a game because you know sometimes you can just keep training and training and you know so it was good to keep um, you know have a game and um, get what we've been practicing out in the court. Thirteen points for yourself, uh, so not a bad little uh, tally. Yeah, not too bad. I got to play a bit of the two, so um, you know just mixing up in the spot with the one and two, and it's uh, good to just you know free up and run the lane a little bit. Yeah. This camp that you've been having, a, a lot of new girls just coming out of the AAS coming into this squad compared to the uh, 
the world championship team you were playing with, you, you've really got a, a great new crop. Yeah, it's really, really exciting for, you know, Buffalo in, in Australia. We've got some fantastic um, kids coming through, obviously, Abby and Kayla um, for a couple, you know. So, um, yeah, the future looks really, really bright for the Opals. Well, we wish all the best for, uh, well, hopefully getting the 17 and on to uh, the, uh, well, the next step, which is in two weeks' time in Beijing. Thanks very much. Thanks very much to Erin Phillips. We'll try and have a, a few words with Jan Sterling in a moment, but... Uh, we will take the opportunity to uh, speak to a girl who has her first Australian bodysuit for the Opals. Kayla Francis, congratulations. Uh, I think I'm right in saying your first Opals bodysuit. Uh, yeah, definitely first Opals bodysuit, first Opals camp. It's been, a, it's been a quick week. It's gone pretty quickly, but uh, it's really exciting to be here. How did you enjoy your first game as an Opal? Uh, 11 points. Pretty nerve-wracking just trying to get through the stuff that we need to run and, and everything, but, you know, yeah, pretty good in the end. A lot of players that you would have been uh, idolising as uh, as you were coming up through the AIS and now you're playing with them at the elite level. Yeah, sure, it's pretty surreal, but, you know, you just get on with it and you play with them, play against them in the league, so, it's, you know, they're just people, <laughs> so it's, it's fun. Well, congratulations today. Uh, seven points, as I said. Only the two fouls, too, which is also a good stat. Yeah, that's a stat. I'm on the board. It's all good. Yeah, thank you. Right. Congratulations. Thanks. As uh, well, we'll continue to uh, try and speak to uh, the coaches in a moment. We might be able to get to Mike McHugh uh, first as we mark our way over there. Well, as Mike McHugh said to us at the beginning of the game, uh, it's a learning experience for the New Zealand team. And uh, whilst the score wasn't what you wanted, the third term was really where it all blew out on you. Yeah, yeah, we just turned the ball over too much. Um and our lack of playing together with uh, this group is uh, we haven't got, got the chemistry right or our, uh, our, um, our sequence of play right. So, oh man, I'm not that, that unhappy with the way we played, particularly in the first half. I thought we, um, uh, we, we, uh, we stuck it out pretty well. And, um, and then, you know, we fouled too much. We put them on the foul line. And, uh, and of course, you know, they've got superior athletes and, and great players and they take over the game. So whilst the score got blown out, I was... Um, more than happy with the way we fought it out. One thing that I think you can take heart for, or certainly from my perspective, is when they did get into all sorts of offensive trouble, a couple of timeouts there you were able to refocus them, yep. and towards the end they went back into playing full sets yep. and looking to get into through the motions. Yeah, yeah, we just lost our way in the third quarter, and, and, and had we not, you know, got blown out in that quarter, we, you know, the score might have been a lot closer, but... Um, you know, the, we did keep coming back and we did keep fighting and that's a, that's a trait of this particular group. Um, we just uh, we just didn't have... We weren't able to match them inside. You know, the players we've got missing are all our big players. So, you know, that, that, that will help a lot come around uh, the Olympics. But, yeah, our, um, they're renowned for their fight and I was pleased to see that we kept fighting. What, for, what do you look for now out of tomorrow's game? Well, obviously to try and, um, you know, uh, repair some of those things that we didn't do well tonight. Um, you know, make sure we um, take care of the ball more, make sure we keep them off the boards, make sure we foul less and uh, give them less opportunity at the foul line. No injuries coming out of this? I haven't seen, I haven't talked to any players yet. I'm sure they've got some, some bumps and bruises. It was quite a physical uh, contest. It was indeed, but uh, we wish you all the best for tomorrow. Thanks so much. Thanks very much to uh, Mike McHugh. As, uh, well, Jan Sterling is just making her way around the team now, having a chat. We might take the opportunity, if we can, to speak with Gary Fox. Well, Jan's in there talking, but uh, all right, we might wait for uh, Jan. As uh, Jan Sterling, uh, a good result there 
in the end, uh, certainly the second quarter, you're able to get them into sixes and sevens, and that's where you could really accelerate away. Yeah, I thought our defence picked up certainly in the second quarter, and that really uh, helped us greatly. Um, and then we sort of get a little bit more fluency in our offensive patterns. You were rotating. You weren't afraid to rotate through the numbers. Sometimes because uh, your most probably experienced player out there gets three fouls in a minute in the last part of the first quarter, and some because you really wanted to see all the combinations of this group. Yeah, we did, and you know everyone played double-digit minutes, which is fantastic. When you've got 12 internationally, that's hard to do, but we're able to do that. And certainly for the Canberra crowd here to get Abby Bishop out there and Kayla out there and give them some good minutes, uh, you know, probably sometimes the moment gets them a little bit. You know, first game in an Opals uniform in front of their own crowd. But it was pleasing to see those youngsters, and they're coming along quite nicely. It is going to be a tough decision, but you've got a game tomorrow, and you are, unlike New Zealand, who have only got their squad here, you're blessed, or in some ways, it makes it harder, going to change this lineup quite markedly. Uh, yeah, we've got a test event in, uh, in Beijing at the end of April, which pretty much the, the 12 will come out of this group. And then, of course, we've still got seven players over in Europe. Uh, we don't get those players until pretty much the end of May. So a very competitive unit, but I guess a great compliment to Australian basketball is to all the underpinning programs, you know, the ITCs in every state, the AIS, a great compliment to our program in Australia. One concern out of the game is Susie Bakovic, who uh, came over to the uh, bleachers there and then was on the, bench, on the massage bench for uh, all of the last quarter. Yeah, just the twins, just precautionary. That's a media, that's a media ham, that one. Okay. Soon you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's football season again. I guess you have to go with that sort of stuff. But, uh, Jan, all the best for tomorrow's game. And, of course, in two weeks' time, heading over for the... Uh, I, I can't remember the full title of it, but it'll welcome Beijing or good luck Beijing. Yep, yep, that is. It's just called the uh, test event, the Olympic test event. So we'll be testing out the Olympic venue, which is going to be exciting. Well, you're also going to test out the Yanks and the Chinese, who uh, are also looking to uh, certainly uh, give you a run for the money as world champions. Yep, they certainly are. And Cuba, they're a pretty good, pretty good group as well. So yeah, we're really looking forward to it. All the best. Thanks. Thanks very much to Jan Sterling. Well. Uh, we might also just try and duck in and have a chat to, well, a couple of the uh, Adelaide Lightning players that uh, had made this team. And Jess Foley is the first one to come to. Well, an interesting game for you here. Uh, I'm not sure if this is your first Opals uh, bodysuit that you've collected. Uh, yeah, it's definitely my first uh, game for the Opals. I've played you know, on the junior teams before, but yeah, my first, uh, my first senior game, so it was pretty exciting. And how have you found the camp so far? You're not disfamiliar with the AIS, of course. No, it's good to be back at the AIS, but definitely there's been a lot of learning for me this week and learning the Opal system and the plays and, and meeting all the girls. It's, um, it's been a really good experience. No break since that championship either. You're not really. I've had a couple of weeks and um, actually felt a little bit sick there after the championship, so um, just a little bit of recovery, really, more than anything leading into this. Well, all the best for... I'm not sure if you're in the lineup for tomorrow uh, with the changes that are going on, but then hopefully you'll be uh, heading over to Beijing for the uh, test event. Yeah, um, you know, it's such a good group of girls. You, you never never do know, and you just give it your best shot, and uh, hopefully the girls do well tomorrow. All the best. Cheers. Thanks. We might, uh, just before we wrap up here, have a chat to uh, Tully Bevelacqua, who, um, well... You were supposed to be retired, mate. You're still playing WNBA and, of course, uh, that Olympic dream still well alive. It is. Um, just retired from the WNBL, but, um, no, definitely keeping fit and keeping strong, hoping to get a, a gig at the Olympics. But, um, 
you know, just uh, hopefully I've still got another year or two, but just um, taking a break, obviously, in the summertime of Australia. Well, how was it feeling going into that uh, first quarter-time break, though? That's uh, frustrating. It was a bit of a, a bit of a horror ending to that uh, last quarter. It was one of those ones where you're mentally saying to yourself, keep your hands out, but then the ball's like a, a lolly and you want to take it. But, um, you know, that was just a bad bad error on my part. But feeling really good physically, um, you know, getting up and down the court well and... Uh, you know, just um, having, having fun and you know, really enjoying playing with this group of uh, group of girls at the moment. Or it's women, I should say women. That's right. And uh, it's a different group to what you won the World Championship with uh, so much youth coming into this squad. Oh, for sure. I mean, the future of Australian women's basketball looks uh, looks fantastic. But, um, yes, I mean, we're missing probably, you know, about seven, seven or eight players uh, due to European commitments, um, including Lauren Jackson, Penny Taylor... Um, so, you know, I mean, this is all just looking fantastic. If we're doing, doing well now in the preparation phase, you bring those players in, um, we'll have a solid Olympic campaign. Well, all the best. I better let you get to uh, some more warm down. Thank you very much. Kelly Bevelacqua there as the Australians have taken out Game 1 in the Australian Defence Force. Friendly series between the Opals and the New Zealand Tall Ferns. On behalf of Bill Baxter... Sandy Tomley, Peter Buckle, I'm Craig Ravel, wishing you a, a very good evening here from the AOS Training Hall. Don't forget, you can join us tomorrow from uh, tomorrow on sportradio.com.au for our tape-delayed coverage of Game 2 in the Australian Defence Force International Friendly Series. As a Marine technician in the Navy. Work on all kinds of machinery and get paid over $55,800 a year after training when at sea. Trade apprenticeships are available now, so call 13 1901 or visit defencejobs.gov.au.